0: Hi there, Jonathan here. This is 3430 and we're reading the book of Romans in 30 days. Romans 11, 1 to 32. Today's reading in chapter 11 is hard to understand. As I've been wading through commentaries on this passage, I'm left a little bewildered how we make much sense of it in four minutes. But here goes. Paul continues to focus on his beloved Israel, who he has already told will need to come to God through grace, just like the Gentiles. But he seems to want to highlight the fact of their election and the special place they hold in God's heart. Paul points his people to their Old Testament memories of Elijah, who thought that he was the only one left when facing Ahab and Jezebel. No, God had retained a faithful grace-chosen remnant, So too, he says at the present time, there are Jews like Paul himself who have received God's salvation through repentance and faith. Just because Israel's calling has been completed in Christ doesn't mean that they don't have a role to play in God's church. Here in the Church of Rome, there should be equal opportunity for service for both Jew and Gentile alike. The idea of hardening of hearts in verse 7 I believe points us to the reality of God's gentleman-like honouring of free will provided to every human being. He draws people by his grace, but doesn't make them convert to worship him. This means that as some refuse to come under his grace and mercy, they conversely choose to harden their own hearts In the process. This is not to say, as with Pharaoh, that God does not at times harden hearts. In the process of Israel's stubbornness and fulfillment of all the Deuteronomic prophetic promises of disobedience, God did give some of his people a spirit of stupor, eyes that could not see and ears that could not hear. And all we can do with this is to say God is just in his judgments and is moving history towards the end goal of Christ's work of redemption. The elect were Israel and part of being elect is living out God's sovereign peculiar purposes. Some of Israel were elect for disobedience. I think the individuals chose themselves whether they would be part of the remnant or the ignorant. Has Israel fallen beyond recovery? Paul says, not at all. Rather, because of their transgression... Salvation has come to the Gentiles to make Israel envious. Israel's envy is meant to challenge them to repent and believe. This is an interesting text for all who believe in double election. How can envy play a role unless free will plays a role as well? Verse 22 says, Consider therefore the kindness and sternness of God. What a sobering text for every one of us. God the Father is so gracious. He is so kind. He's so merciful. And yet he is running a universe based on justice and righteousness. And he's not afraid to enforce the holy rules he has ordained to direct history to his desired end. We will all stand before the judge of all the earth and he will do what is right. Verse 26 says, All Israel will be saved. As has been explained multiple times, Israel are the people of God and the people of God, since Jesus, are those who are covered by his atoning blood through faith. Anyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved and prove themselves to be spiritual Israel. Israel are loved on account of the patriarchs, the text says, for God's gifts and his call are irrevocable. Just as you who were at one time disobedient to God have now received mercy as a result of their disobedience, so they too have now become disobedient in order that they too may now receive mercy as a result of God's mercy to you. For God has bound everyone over to disobedience so that he may have mercy on them all. For those of us who prefer to read these passages literally, what are you going to do with verse 32? God has had mercy on all the world in Christ, but salvation will still require repentance and faith. God has called Israel to be his people, going back to the fathers of the nation, otherwise known as the patriarchs, Abraham, Isaac and Jacob. But Israel are still required to trust in Christ by faith. The elect are elect for a purpose. May we live in the clarity of our call to live for the glory of Christ. Enjoy God's word.